0: This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Buy fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is July 8th, 2021. We're coming at you with an emergency podcast. Luke, what it do? How are we feeling? I mean, you we've been texting it in the group.
1: Me, you and Kevin, we've been texting in the group. We've been saying, When's it gonna happen? Did they forget? You know, there's a lot of theories going around. Weltman's gonna be coaching when the season begins. You know, there's a lot of things bouncing around in the chat. And so to finally I mean, obviously it's nice that it's, you know, a hire that I, I don't have any issue with at all, but also just nice to have a coach in place before the draft. That's really encouraging.
0: It was, it was starting to get a little bit scary. So, uh oh man, last night. So this just last month and a half, really, since Clifford decided he was going to be stepping away from the team has been like an emotional roller coaster just because it was like, man, this coach is leaving. Oh, man, it might be Penny Hardaway. No way it's not going to be Penny Hardaway. It's going to be Kenny Atkinson or it's going to be Terry Stotts or Wes Unsell Jr., Becky Hammond. All these other names got brought up at one point or another. And then it really looked like it was actually going to be Penny Hardaway. And then Penny Hardaway was like, psych, no way I'm leaving Memphis. And then the last, I don't know, week, we're like, please let it be Kenny Atkinson. Please let it be Kenny Atkinson. And last night, not trying to brag, your boy was in downtown Tampa mm-hmm. when the Bolts won the Cup last night. I wasn't at the game. It's downtown at Sparkman Wharf. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited about the Lightning game. And then I get the the Woj notification that uh, Kenny Atkinson, It looked or was it Shams? I don't even remember. But Kenny Atkinson was going to be a Golden State Warrior, uh, pretty much the lead assistant there. And that was really deflating. And pretty quickly it came down to Wes Unsell Jr. and Jamal Mosley. And we can talk about how the magic kind of came to one decision versus another. But just about, uh, I don't know, what was it, an hour and a half ago, maybe two hours ago, Woj tweeted that um, Jamal Mosley, the lead assistant for the Dallas Mavericks, has really separated himself as the lead candidate. To be the next Orlando Magic head coach. Well, you know, you
1: let's rewind a couple of days, right? The you know we had been maybe it was three or four days ago at this point. I don't remember, but you know, we're we're looking at we're updating coaching odds on Bovada was where we were getting our odds mainly from. You know, you could real easy just type in Orlando Magic and it would say you know who would be the next coach of the Orlando Magic and odds were shifting by the day, but the thing that remained pretty constant, at least it seemed, was Kenny Atkinson was at the top. He was number one because he makes the most sense to be the head coach. He hadn't gotten a job anywhere else. Um, so it just made sense. Then a few days ago when I checked, it flipped completely. It was Unselled Jr. as the slight favorite, Jamal Mosley trailing not far behind him. So, And then Kenny Atkinson dropped, I mean, pretty far down the list there. So at that point, we knew something happened. We didn't know if it was that the Magic had hired somebody or if Atkinson was hired somewhere. And like I said in my tweet on the six-man show account, Vegas always knows. And Vegas knew. The sources that Vegas has knew that Atkinson you know, had a job secured elsewhere, therefore plummeting his odds to be the next head coach of the Magic. And here we are today with Jamal Mosley, who was the second leading candidate on that list for the odds, now looking like he is going to be the next coach.
0: So in case you guys listening or, or watching live on the Twitch stream or YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're watching, um, if you guys if this is one of the first times that you're hearing the name Jamal Mosley, you would not be alone in that, I think, until a couple of weeks ago when he was brought up as a candidate for the Orlando Magic. The name sounded familiar, but I really didn't have a good idea of who he was. So just to give you a little bit of a background uh, on Jamal Mosley, so 42 years old, so he's a young head coach like a lot of people wanted. They wanted a young Coach that could relate to players and for player development purposes and everything like that. Uh, but he attended Colorado, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand one. He was a player there for four years. Was third team All Big Twelve in two thousand. Uh, after he finished his playing career in college, he played overseas in a few different leagues. Um, you know, I believe he played in Spain. Uh, he played in Korea he played in the NBL and the, the Australian League there so from 2000 to 2005 he was a international professional basketball player and then starting in 2005 to 2010 he started as a player development coach for the Denver Nuggets eventually was promoted to an assistant head coach under uh, George Carl in Denver and then went on to be an assistant uh, in Cleveland under Byron Scott and then under um, also Mike uh, Mike Brown for a time In Cleveland and then since 2014 last you know six seven years here has been an assistant underneath Rick Carlisle and last season when Steven Silas left to become the Houston Rockets head coach Jamal Mosley was actually elevated to the lead assistant underneath Rick Carlisle so Rick Carlisle when he missed time Jamal Mosley was the guy in charge there Uh, all of the Dallas Mavericks players and fans by all accounts are big fans of Jamal Mosley Luka Doncic was quoted in saying that Jamal Mosley is absolutely capable of becoming a head coach, uh, a huge uh, you know, a huge encouragement from one of the better players in the league, one of the younger players in the league. You've seen videos on Twitter uh, after that game of Dallas Mavericks players just showering Jamal Mosley in, in water bottles and celebrating with him. After that game, we've seen footage of him going through Luka Doncic's warm-ups and like actually getting after it in warm ups with Doncic's like really getting a sweat going. So Luke, when you and I talked about Kenny Atkinson, one of the things that we liked the most was the fact that like he gets his hand on the basketball in practice. He's gonna get in there, and mix it up with the guys. I think that's something that we can expect out of Jamal Mosley. So looking back on everything that's happened the last few weeks, how do you feel about the Jamal Mosley hire? I feel I feel good about it. And that's not me, you know, trying to
1: talk myself into it. Because let's be honest, a trade happens with you, to your team, a, a draft pick happens, a coaching hire happens. And you can convince yourself of the good in anything, right? <laughs> like you, you can find a way to to convince yourself this was the right move. I'm not having my having to find myself like I'm not trying to convince myself of anything. You know, I saw the Jamal Mosley tweet. I, I didn't bat an eye. I just said, "Thank goodness we have a hire done." And yeah, like you said, you know, he he looks like he has a good rapport with players. He's active with them. He he's very hands-on. He's not going to stand back. Um, you know, there there's a lot of good things that seem to be about Jamal Mosley. Now, I hope that translates to the head coaching role, but I don't see why it doesn't. I watched a, a lot of videos here in the last like, you know, few days really. Specifically today with Jamal Mosley where it was talking when you know he was talking about as I become a, a coach in the NBA and I become more seasoned, I realize just how important the relationships are to build with the players, and I'm really glad that you, like it, maybe with other teams, Orlando Magic rosters, it wouldn't feel as perfect, right? And I think something that people aren't talking about enough is you know they're not putting it together. They're talking about these things separately. They're saying Jamal Mosley great with players, but then also you have to look into the fact that all those young guys on the team on in Orlando seem to really love each other. They seem to really get along. They already have built a good rapport. So all it is going to take is one of those young guys to really cling to Mosley, and then everybody else around them is going to trust you know, the player's judgment and do the same. So I, I really do feel good about the Jamal Mosley hire. It may not be Kenny Atkinson. He may not have already been a head coach of a team, but that that's just what it is. Jamal Mosley is, is going to be seemingly the next head coach of the Orlando magic. And I think that puts Orlando in a really good spot. He's, he's in a a, a retooling franchise now and is going to be able to really leave his thumbprint on this team
0: regardless of how long he's there. Well, so one of the first things that came to mind, you know, after I started digging into him all mostly is that you see he's part of the Rick Carlisle tree. We all know Rick Carlisle, you know, won a, a championship with the Dallas Mavericks, one of the best head coaches in the league, but really the the Jacques Vaughn debacle in Orlando for quite a while put a bad taste in my mouth as far as like oh the Popovich tree or the Carlisle tree or the Phil Jackson tree whatever it was I was Mm -hmm. like okay maybe that doesn't mean as much as we think it does Mm -hmm. but when you start looking back you know Jacques Vaughn was definitely the wrong hire was an assistant head coach for two years before he was made the Orlando Magic head coach but you look at James Borrego with the Hornets, he's doing a great job there. You look at Mike Budenholzer, who also was under the Greg Popovich tree, he's doing a great job with the Bucks. They're in the NBA Finals right now. So I'm, I'm starting to come around on that a little bit. Like, If there's anyone that you want somebody to come off the, the tree of, it's Greg Popovich. It's Rick Carlisle. It's one of those guys. So I'm really excited about that. To your point about... The young guys that we have on the team and the need for them to, you know, latch on and really buy into this higher is what I the point that I think you're trying to make is. Just look no forward than, than Luka Doncic. You know, Tim McMahon with ESPN, when talking about, you know, the Rick Carlisle era coming to an end in Dallas, he said he he feels that Rick Carlisle was almost threatened by Jamal Mosley's relationship with Luka Doncic. That that goes a long way. Rick Carlisle has been in the league a long time. Has worked with a ton of great, legendary, all-time Hall of Fame players. Yeah, for him to, and, and this is just Tim, Tim Tim McMahon saying, you know, what he you know saying what he wants. I'm taking this with a grain of salt, but for him to get that feeling, doesn't say so much to me about Rick Carlisle, but more about the relationship between Jamal Mosley and, and Luka Doncic. So if I'm Cole Anthony, if I'm RJ Hampton, I'm looking at myself right now. I'm looking around the room and saying, if this guy was okay with Luka Doncic, he's okay with me so yeah, six foot really seven RJ
1: Hampton by the way
0: six foot seven <laughs> RJ Hampton which people are like everybody's trying to break that down today like whatever if apparently the kid feels like he's gotten taller we'll see what that official it, measurements are and everything it is, it, next is NBA it is it is significant
1: but, enough for him to post about on Instagram and say that it's going to be scary that, yeah because he's six seven now, and he he knows himself better than anybody else. If he thinks that being six seven it makes him bouncier, makes him be able to be more aggressive and and just attack the rim, he know he knows himself better than anybody else. And if he is making note of it on social media, I think that's it's not it's not like it's not anything.
0: If RJ Hampton says he's six seven, I'm gonna say he's six seven. That's like is where it starts and stops for me. But so I wanted to ask this of you when we're talking about. Jamal mostly, and it really looks like it came down to like a three-man race. At least for Magic fans, we really wanted Kenny Atkinson. There was never anything official really tying Kenny Atkinson to the Orlando Magic job other than Jake Fisher, friend of the podcast, Bleacher Report, was on the show a couple months back talking about his book. There was a report that he heard that Kenny Atkinson was like the front runner for the job in Orlando. We'll probably never know really what happened with all of that, but somebody asked me, on Instagram did we feel like this was like or was it on Twitter I don't remember do we feel like this was like plan Z like Jamal Mosley is just the last guy that we got I've seen that sentiment quite a bit that people feel like this was the only guy that we could get so we just hired the last guy that was left over I do not feel like that no but I do feel like there is the potential that this was maybe like our 2b pick like plan 2b like in my opinion I think Kenny Atkinson Based, again, off of those earlier reports and just the way that a lot of us felt like he would fit the team, there's a potential that he was plan A. And then Wes Unsell Jr., you know, we heard rumors that he met with Orlando Magic, you know, management twice. There's rumors that he was out in Orlando uh, with Jeff Hammond at or John Hammond at dinner at a restaurant. Um, If that if we're able to really confirm that, I don't know. But when you look at Wes Unsell Jr., the fact that he's emerged as one of the leaders for the Washington job where his yeah. father played you know, basically his entire career, like you would have a really hard time passing up that job, in my mind, if you're Wes Unsell Jr. So I feel like maybe Wes Unsell Jr. was the guy, and then he's deciding, I guess, he's going to go to Washington, and we're getting Jamal Mosley. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm totally okay with it. But I think that's worst-case scenario that Jamal Mosley was – plan to be or the third option i don't think he was like the last guy that we were just like okay i guess we'll take that guy you know what i mean like i still feel like that this is a, a really good hire what are your thoughts on that
1: uh yeah i mean the one thing that stuck out to me that i don't know if people are talking about enough or or maybe i'm harping on it too much and thinking about it too much but after you know uh, Woj tweets out, you know the Magic are closing in on Dallas Maverick assistant, and I've already seen people in the comments saying, "So what you're saying is like there's not a coach for the Magic yet? We're still looking." You have to understand when when Woj says the, that somebody is closing in on anything, it just means it's not official, but it means that he is 99% sure that's what's going to happen especially after also saying Unsell Jr. was the leading candidate for Washington. It just makes sense, and there's no reason really not to believe it, and that's the only reason we're doing this. We, if we didn't believe it, that he was going to be the head ex coach, I don't think we'd be streaming this right now or recording this episode right now. No. Um, but one thing that Woj said uh, after, like, in reply to that tweet about the Magic closing in on the deal with them with him was, conversations are ongoing, but Mosley 42 has separated himself in the organization's process. He separated himself. There, that, that is encouraging to me. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm making too big of a deal of it. Maybe you can help me on that, Jonathan. But also, I don't feel like that That, that wasn't what was being like. Woj didn't need to add another tweet is what I'm saying. He He didn't need to do that. But he did and was intentional about it and said he has separated himself in the process. It wasn't all these guys are dropping out and Mosley was the last one there. I don't get that feeling from this hire at all.
0: To me, it's this with the 15th pick in the draft, the Orlando Magic are targeting Cole Anthony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then wink into the camera. Like that's that's basically what this is. Now, there's a chance we're going to release this tonight or, you know, early tomorrow, depending yeah. on when all this gets wrapped up. There's a chance that this episode is going to age very, very badly. <laughs> there really is. But guess what? If that's the case, we say, "Whoops, I blame I
1: blame Wojnarowski."
0: Exactly. And then we're back here doing this again when there's somebody else that, you know, is named the head coach. So, if nothing, you guys are just getting free content. But no, right? Exactly what you said. We had the conversation in group chat immediately. Like, do we go live tonight? Do we wait until it's official? And we're like, you know what? It's Woj. Like, Woj doesn't come out and, and say, and doesn't write a whole article on this. Like, if, it, if he's not going to be the head coach, like, he might throw out a tweet. Like he did before, like, oh, Wes Sell Jr., Jamal Mosley, serious candidates for the Orlando Magic. There wasn't like a whole article on that, if I'm not mistaken. It was just a tweet just to let everybody know. The dude went through the trouble of writing the entire article and, you know, why this the Magic might be making this higher and, and everything like that. All right, guys, summer is coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0 you heard that right the 4.0 compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming the sun is shining and calling your name fellas join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped with 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code sixth at manscaped.com that's code sixth s-i-x-t-h at manscaped.com
1: and it's time to bundle up with the manscaped performance package 4.0 inside this package you'll find our lawnmower 4.0 trimmer Weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes a new lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the GOAT of ball trimmers? Yeah, I said it. Did I mention the trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you.
0: Manscaped is even throwing in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6th at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code 6th, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer. Shine with Manscaped. Some people are, are talking in the chat that they didn't want a bridge coach. They didn't want a guy that is going to come in and develop guys. And then when it's time to take the next jump, you know, you end up firing that guy. A lot of people talk about you know, when you're in a rebuild, you're hiring a coach to eventually fire the coach. And who knows? That might be the case. But you've got to start somewhere. And I, I made this point a few days ago on Twitter that the Magic's main goal next season isn't to win games. And people got all on my case about, oh, how could you say that, blah, blah, blah. They're definitely trying to win. The Magic are trying to win. It is a goal that they have next season, but it is not the goal in my opinion. The goal next season is going to be to develop these young players and get them better. Now, a a byproduct of them developing probably will be to win games. But if the only and main goal was to win games next season, I feel like we would have seen this front office act differently at last year's trade deadline. You don't move Vooch and all of those guys to say, oh, we're just going to be bad for three months, and then guess what? We're going to be right back in the playoffs next year. You've got Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz both coming off of ACL injuries. They're both going to get managed very, very heavily next year when it comes to -to back-to-backs and minutes, at least when they first come back next year, so... In terms of him being a bridge coach, guess what? You, you at least have to get there. You've got to you've got to start somewhere, and who knows? He might he might not be a bridge coach. This might be a coach like we're talking about the Lightning. You know, not to start a whole sidebar on hockey here, but John Cooper, right? John Cooper basically started in like the equivalent of the minor leagues in hockey, worked his way up with some of the guys that just won a championship with the Lightning last night and has developed a lot of these young players, you know, the first Stanley Cup finals that they were in was in 2015, and they rode him all the way through, got to 2020 before they won their first Stanley Cup. So I know hockey is much different than basketball. Coaches in basketball are fired probably much more often than they are in the NHL, but it just goes to show you, like that's that doesn't always have to be the case. Like Sometimes a guy might be good enough, to to get you over the hump, and we just don't know. In my opinion, it's way too early to start to speculate about whether or not this was a, a guy that you're going to end up firing in two to three years, Luke. Yeah, uh, and last thing to
1: kind of note, Jonathan um, won't name the name, but uh, someone who is trusted and a source that uh, you know we're thankful to have some of these guys in our corner and to you know tell us some things. But Mosley is supposedly meeting with Orlando tomorrow. And that meeting is supposed to just be putting pen to paper, making it official. So Jeff texted for you. Those of you. Yeah, Jeff Jeff no, sent me a text a and he was we're just kidding. like, <laughs> uh, no, not the case. <laughs> but uh, but not yeah, the case. So, definitely not the case. So it does seem that, that Mosley will be ha- happening uh, I'm tomorrow. For
0: those of you that, that can't uh, see what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And now that you've completely thrown me off track, that that seems to be the case um but yeah no as 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 far as you know the bridge coach theory that happens but more often than not it happens because there's either a disagreement about a direction you know i built these guys up i should have a say in which direction we go and whatever or it's just that the coach wasn't that good and they and it, it was a development but those development projects like you know spiral into being rebuilding all over again Yada, yada, yada. That being said, if Mosley does well, it's not like if he does well, the Magic make the playoffs. Because don't get me wrong, we've said this before. The Magic are going to be a fun team next year. That's our full intention. Magic are going to be a fun team next year, uh, regardless of if they make the playoffs or not. Now, people are going to hear that and be like, oh, I don't even know if I want to watch next season because the Magic aren't playing to win games, apparently, or you know, or they aren't you know going to make the playoffs and make a, a good run. That's not at all what we're saying. We're saying they're young. There's a lot of questionables. And the Magic may or may not make the playoffs next year. Now, you know, the rumor, I mean, it basically feels like it's set in stone. There's going to be a play-in next year for the same format. Is what it feels like. So the Magic get the 10th seed, which is very possible to get the 10th seed. You're at least in the play-in game. And uh, who knows what happens from there. But... Uh yeah, so you know if Mosley does a good job, I I can't see them parting ways with him after a few years. If like he's making the playoffs, if the team the players are making big strides, because they want him to be the guy that develops the players, and this team is very malleable. This team has a lot of potential. There's a lot of what ifs on this team. A lot of question marks. And what you need most when there's a lot of question marks is a guy that can develop the young players that can earn their trust that can do all those things. And Jamal Mosley has a proven track record, maybe not as a head coach, but at doing all of those things that are needed to make this team uh, valuable next year and, and capable of great things in the, in the near future.
0: So I want to pivot just a little bit and kind of lighten the conversation a little bit. So when Jamal Mosley was first named (laughs) as a candidate for the Orlando magic, Luke sent me a clip Mm of a video of Jamal Mosley when he was a a assistant coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers playing against at the time LeBron James's Miami Heat. And mm. in this clip, you can see LeBron saying something to the bench and Jamal mm. Mosley just looks at him and says, "Shut the f up." But he does, <laughs> obviously he says the whole word. Again, this is a <laughs> PG13 show, folks. We're we're not dropping the the uh, profanity right now. But Luke said I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here. He's like a guy that can't control his emotions. Nah, I'm good. So I want to circle back to that. <laughs> Is this a freezing cold take now?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can app, at me and at freezing cold takes on Twitter. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> I,
0: ha- I uh, had to ask you because in my like I, from the, the that moment, I was like, I love that. Like I love the fire that that guy yeah. has. That it, yeah. LeBron James, arguably the greatest basketball player in the history of this planet. In the middle of a game, he's like, bro, shut the F up. Like, he's not afraid yeah. of anybody. Jamal Mosley is well, not a guy that played in the NBA, by the way. Right. So for him to just yeah. man up and be like, you know what, bro, just shut your mouth. I love that. Right. And I think our players yeah, are going to like that once they see that clip.
1: He's got attitude for sure. And you know Cole's going to be all over that cl- all, yeah, all of that clip. Um, so the thing, <laughs> going back to that conversation, I would like to redeem myself in some way. It's not very possible at this point because at this point Jonathan has buried me. But oh come on, no, um, that was this not was, <laughs> this, my intent. But,
0: this, like this, this, this makes this. for good podcast.
1: No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so uh, a few weeks back, what was it? When was that? A month like ago? Two, three weeks ago? Okay, yeah. So when that happened, it was like the peak of Atkinson can still happen. Um, Becky Hammond can still happen. By the way, what the heck happened to her? Um, and 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 um, you know all those people could still happen. People that I, at the time, I would have rather had. Uh, since then, uh, my pecking order really had kind of bumped Becky out of the the top three at that point for me as of a couple days ago. And, you know, it was Unsell Jr. in the two spot and Mosley in the three spot for me. Um, but at the time, I was so set on those upper guys that if I could see any video and see anything and just like completely pushed away because I, I so didn't want a part of it, I just wanted the other two people that I wanted at the time. That was probably my biggest reason for being like, nah, he can't control his emotion because to me, you know, Atkinson uh, and and Hammond at the time were you know who I would have wanted more. So I think that was just that was me being salty that there was another coach being mentioned. And
0: and let's be fair here, you are you have every right, and it's completely okay to change your mind on people. (laughs) Like people watching this like, oh my god, you didn't want Mosley at the beginning? What is wrong with you? Blah blah blah, and they're gonna you know call you whatever and this is completely my fault now that we've made this a thing but this like is, you are this is your fault this is my fault you are allowed to change your mind on the way that you feel about candidates you know what i mean so right. and to be fair like we can sit here and say like oh you know i've totally been okay with this hire like had this happened 2 weeks ago i would be 100% salty right now because in the last two weeks, I've learned much more about Jamal Mosley. People have been sharing these videos on you know his player development skills and his relationships with players and everything like that, which I kind of have like warmed up to the idea in recent days. Now I'm being completely transparent. Last night I was heated when I found out that Kenny Atkinson was gonna you know basically work with the Golden State Warriors. Were you shocked that we I, that it was Golden State? Yes, to me it was either. He's gonna be hired somewhere else or he's staying in LA. And that that is really why I put like some people objected to me posting that, oh, Kenny is ring chasing. Like, whatever, first of all, that's his prerogative. He has every right to do that if that is the case. But my thing was like, okay, you're going from the Clippers, now you're gonna to go to Golden State, who if Clay is healthy and you still have Steph, you still have Draymond, by all accounts they're gonna be contenders again next year. So yep. maybe he felt like and people are saying maybe Kawhi won't be back in LA. Like you just never know what happened. So maybe he knows something there. Again, we're totally speculating, but you know, that's what Kenny Atkinson wants to do. Some people think that he's going to be groomed to be the, you know, the next head coach after Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is not that old, and Kenny Atkinson ain't that young. So mm-hmm. if I if I had to guess, I would say those guys are probably pretty close in age. I don't know that for to be 100% fact, but um but yeah. Kenny so. Atkinson's
1: like 54 or something. I don't know how old uh, Kerr is though.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the Google real fast here. So, let's see Steve Kerr. Let's see how yeah. fast I can type. Hit that real quick, and then yeah, I'll, Steve I'll have my rebuttal. Steve Kerr is 55 years old, so, so they're, they're right. The they're basically. right there.
1: So so but, my my thing with that, Jonathan, um, is I don't think that I don't I don't think that coaches ring chase. I don't know that they do, but I I don't I don't know that I would necessarily agree. When uh, I said ring chase,
0: it, it's more of like maybe ring chasing wasn't the correct word. Like I might be mistaken by that. But it was more of the fact that like he's trying to be work for a team that is as successful as possible. He knows right. that Golden State is a really well run organization. You look at all the guys that have gotten head coaching jobs coming from, you know, the Steve Kurt like Luke Walton, probably the worst head coach in the NBA. Got atrocious. a head coaching job because of Steve Kerr. Like, literally got a head coaching because job. Because he
1: went 13-0 and and his coaching debut with the Warriors or something ridiculous. Which so tells me
0: you and hands. I could have went 13-0 and 0 as the interim no, head coach of the Warriors. No question. I will so, die on that hill.
1: That yeah, – so. oh, my gosh. Yeah, so no question. Um, so I don't think it was ring chasing. And, you know, like you said, it might have been the wrong phrase used there, but – I don't think it was ring chasing. I think that he just saw it as the best position to be in. Who knows what he knows? Like you alluded to, who knows what he knows about the Clippers organization. I mean, let's be honest here. The Clippers have underachieved. They, they should have, you know, they, they've underachieved. There's really no way around it. You can talk injuries. You can talk all that. They've underachieved. Um, not saying, not discrediting the Suns at all. Uh, but after exiting exit in the playoffs last year, I mean, the writings on the wall, they're kind of just feels like they're falling apart. Um, I do think they're going in the right direction with uh, Ty Lu. However, um, yeah, I think that, that he just knew. Atkinson just knew that something was going on. There's said, I see the writing on the wall, and I can go to a Warriors team that could win a ring next year and also buys me time for maybe a more desirable head coaching vacancy than what he's had.
0: There's an old uh, Britney Spears song that goes, <laughs> that's my prerogative. That's his prerogative. Whatever he wants <laughs> to do, I'm salty I you know I'm happy now like as soon as that news was broke about Jamal Mosley I'm like Jamal Mosley's my coach <laughs> and like <laughs> nobody can tell me anything else now people are asking are we talking ourselves into wild optimism I don't know if it's wild optimism but I'm not going to be pessimistic 5 minutes after who, we Who said sit. that? Somebody's asking in the Twitter chat. I, who uh, who is it? Looks like his name is Cannibalism if I'm reading can- that correctly. But yeah it's like K N A B E L I S M or Nabalism, maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to drag the guy through the mud. Look, you want to know who it was? I told you who it was. We're not going to go in on this guy.
1: No, I'm not going in on this guy. I'm just saying, can I be happy for two seconds? Cannibalism? That's all we're trying to do. Whatever your name is. Look, Luke is,
0: you know, he, he he toes the line between optimism and pessimism. So if he's on the optimism side, true. we want to keep him there just a little bit longer. That's true. Okay? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, like from day one until he proves that he can't coach, I'm going to believe that he can coach. Like that, I need that in my life. Because if I'm this, this, this hire sucks, our team's garbage, this guy yes. has no idea what he's going to do. I'm going to be miserable, and I don't want to do that.
1: This is the same thing I said last week. First of all, this all that also ties into – the front office until they break my heart and mess up in a way that can't be repaired. I'm trusting them with this hire. Um, they already
0: traded Vooch. So, I mean, strike one.
1: Okay. It well, turned it turned out to be to a be good the trade, right move, but it hurt, but it hurt. Shocker. Shocker. They knew more than we did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, as, as far as that goes, yeah, I mean, it, it, that kind of falls in the same thing, right? Like until they break our hearts, um, and it proves to be wrong then I'm going to continue trusting this front office. They, they've not done anything. It would be completely unfair to them. Also, like I mentioned last week on last week's episode, which just came out a couple days ago, um, you know the same people that were talking about Penny, and uh, you know if the front office thinks that Penny is the right hire, then I'd fully believe it, but it's really just because they wanted the nostalgia and everything like that but you can't pick and choose where you trust the front office. You can't trust them with the penny hire a few, you know, a week ago and then not trust them anymore with this Mosley hire. So yeah, I don't I wouldn't call it wild optimism what we're doing right now, Jonathan, uh, because like you said, I am generally in the middle between optimism and pessimism. I I am I'm very high on either side. I'm never I'm a, there's a really high and there's a really low for me. There's not really much else. So yeah, the fact that I'm optimistic right now, I've seen enough, I've watched enough videos, I've seen enough clips, I've read enough articles to be fully convinced that you know, here and now, July 8th of 2021, Jamal Mosley seems to be the right hire and I'm all aboard.
0: So just to give you guys some insight as far as what Dallas Mavericks fans think of Jamal Mosley. So Kevin, uh content contributor slash producer here at the six-man show, kind of had the foresight to go into the Maverick subreddit and just ask, you know, what do you guys think of Jamal Mosley? I'm just reading through this now just to give you guys some snippets. Uh, Perfect coach for your movement rebuild. Uh, Seemingly great relationship with players here, previous stops. Um, Happy for Jamal. Undefeated as a head coach. That's always a good thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Perfect for young guys. Players love Jamal. Uh, A lot of Maverick fans wanted Mosley promoted. Um, Yeah. Another, uh, I personally wish he was the Mavs head coach instead of Kid. We had a, another uh, Zane Conetzer, um said that Konatzer, Konatzer. So you know Zane. Is this the Zane that you're always um, referring to? Yes, yes. Okay, he, what's up, I, Zane? I'm in his,
1: I'm in his wedding in about a month. Fun fact. Oh, that's amazing.
0: So, so yeah, yeah, he said Mosley is a fantastic get. Couldn't be happier for the Magic. So like, resounding two thumbs up. You know, from Dallas Maver- Maverick fans, if that tells you anything. So. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, by this time tomorrow, all of this will be confirmed and Jamal Mosley will officially be the, the next head coach of the Orlando Magic. If not, <laughs> we'll do this all over again when somebody else is, it, it looks like they're going to be the head coach. So, uh, Luke, uh, before we sign off here, anything else?
1: No, it's a great day to be an Orlando Magic fan.
0: That's all. It's an exciting day for the Orlando mm-hmm. Magic, as I'm sure Jeff Weltman will say at the introductory press conference for Jamal mostly. So just want to remind you guys, uh, wherever you guys are watching, we're trying to get a lot of traction on the YouTube channel. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or anywhere else, you can just go to the YouTube really quickly, youtube.com slash six man show. Just subscribe to us. That would be awesome. Also, July 29th, we are setting up a draft night get together at Harry Buffalo in downtown Orlando, diagonal from the Amway Center. So from 5 o'clock to 6.45, we're going to be hanging out at Harry Buffalo, getting some food, having a couple of cold ones. And then at 6.45, we're all going to walk over to Amway together, do our best to sit together for the draft. We're still kind of holding on to that hope that the Magic might trade up in the draft. Luke might. That's Luke is more towards the pessimistic side when it comes to that in particular. But uh, but we'll see. So, anyways, guys, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. We appreciate you guys joining us live. Um, Jamal Mosley, likely next Orlando Magic head coach. So for Luke, this has been Jonathan. You guys are listening to the Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show.